Welcome to Ask the Pastor with Pastor Carissa. This is episode three, What If the Bible Turns Out to Be Wrong? I'm your host, Carissa Howe. Before getting to the meat of this answer today, I need to say that I am a Reformed theologian. The quick definition is that I am and always have been Presbyterian. All of my answers to these questions are shaped by the theology of my denominational heritage. There are different branches of theology— Roman Catholic, Eastern Orthodox, Pentecostal, Evangelical, Fundamental, etc. And I'm going to answer all of the questions here in this podcast from a Reformed standpoint for two reasons. First and foremost, I am being asked most of these questions by my congregation, and as a Presbyterian minister, my answers are naturally given from the theological standing of our denomination, the Presbyterian Church USA. This is the theological foundation that I have vowed in my ordination to preach and teach. Secondly, this is the theology that I adhere to personally and have steeped in my entire life and especially in my seminary years. The implication of this is the fact that if you're not a Presbyterian, I might answer something differently than you have been told by your pastor. I encourage you in these cases to go to your pastor and have a conversation about denominational differences. When I quote theologians, they will probably be Reformed theologians like John Calvin or Karl Barth for the most part. If you ask me, why didn't you mention what X has to say about this? My answer is likely to be because I don't think X has a Reformed answer to this question. Now, The premise that I'm answering these questions from a Reformed standpoint is very important to today's answer. Theologians are all over the board on this one, so my interest is not in giving the end-all, be-all answer that can't be beat for this question, even though I think I'm right. My interest is giving an answer that is appropriate for my own congregational setting and is congruent with my own thinking and theology. This is generally assumed in other types of writing that I do, in church articles, in sermons, papers, but the internet is a weird world full of trolls, and I know that there are people who are going to disagree with me. I do not pretend to have all the answers, and my posts and podcasts are not remotely intended to offer a definitive and comprehensive answer to these questions. They're intended to be a conversation starting point. If they start to point you in the direction of finding a helpful answer to the question, I've accomplished my goal. If you do disagree with me on this one, please feel free to play nice in the comments. I haven't gone through the rules in detail here on the podcast yet, but now is as good a time as any. I will delete any comments, tweets, etc. that have swearing or personal slurs. If you can't maintain a civil discussion, I'm not interested. We are called as Christians to talk kindly with one another, even when we disagree, to remember that we all worship the same Lord Jesus Christ and that we are brothers and sisters. Please remember that we don't always have to agree to be brothers and sisters in Christ. We're not always going to agree when we are brothers and sisters in Christ, even. General meanness will not be tolerated Uh, You can feel free to post links that are relevant to the topic and add more information to the mix. Maybe, for example, a link to a United Methodist website that says, well, this is what my denomination says about this. But I will delete posts with spammy self-advertising. This is neither the time nor the place for that. Now, this issue can be a little bit of a hot one, but let's play nice and dive in. 
So this question was asked to me by a very sharp kid at my church a while back, and I love this little guy. I love that he's thinking about these things so deeply. He really keeps me on my toes. Him and his whole family do. I think the first thing that we need to consider in regards to this question um, is, what is the Bible? The way we answer this question, and this is where this one can become a bit of a hot topic, this affects the answer to the first question of what if the Bible turns out to be wrong drastically. So if we see the Bible as a rule book that we have to get right in order to not burn up in eternal flames, then what if the Bible is wrong is a really terrifying question. Because under this understanding of scripture, any little mistake in the Bible, or worse, if it's not all literally true, could mean that our salvation is in jeopardy. I truly believe this is why so many people cling so dearly to ideas like young earth creationism. For some people, to say that the earth is old is to say that there is some sort of flaw in the book of Genesis and that the whole Bible would therefore be nullified and salvation would be forsaken. According to John Calvin, we can find the word of God, Jesus, through the scripture when it is illuminated by the Holy Spirit. In other words, there is no magic in the pen and paper involved in the writing of the scripture. The Bible is not scripture without the power of the Holy Spirit. The church can't develop any doctrine or rules that are outside of what scripture, illuminated by the Holy Spirit, reveals to us about God. Scripture reveals God to us. Calvin also does not believe that the law, the rules in the Bible, has to do with our salvation. We are a mess. That is a classic Calvinist view, one that I adhere to strongly. We are a mess, and we can't possibly live up to God's law. Jesus secured our salvation. We don't need to adhere to the law perfectly to secure our salvation. Jesus has done that. And so the law has three functions. It acts as a mirror to show us where our hearts and our lives are pulling away from God. It acts as a way of restraining evil in the world. And it shows us what sort of world God wants us to live in. In Calvin's understanding of the Bible— it doesn't matter so much if the stories and narratives are literally accurate to every tiny detail. God speaks through poetry and song, through story and letter, even through apocalyptic visions. And we're not even going to try to go there with the apocalyptic visions today. But all genres can be illuminated by the Holy Spirit to reveal to us the capital T truth, Jesus Christ. In other words, Genesis 1 can be beautiful poetry that tells us about God and God's goodness in creation, and it doesn't really matter if it was seven literal days or not. I personally think it's cooler that way, and it doesn't take any of the thunder, figurative or literal thunder, take your pick, away from God. And in Calvin's understanding of the law part of scripture, it doesn't matter if we nail all the rules because we're human and we're not going to. So Jesus came to redeem us. We are forgiven. End of sentence. According to Karl Barth, the Bible is not in and of itself the word of God. Jesus is the word of God. Look at John 1.1. In the beginning was the word. Jesus is the ultimate revelation of God's goodness and forgiveness. Jesus' entry into the world is God's decision to be for humanity. Jesus cannot be contained by anything, let alone pages in a book. But when the faithful gather around those pages, God can speak through them, thereby making them a word from God and a revelation of the word of God. 
God speaks through the words in the Bible, unlike those of any other book or person or bit of creation, and that is why they are powerful. That is why we hold them as central to our community life, our worship services, and the development of church doctrine. When the Holy Spirit gets involved in the reading of Scripture, God's Word is revealed. So what does this all have to do with whether the Bible is right or not? Well, when it comes to the little details, it means that it, it doesn't matter if they are all literally, factually, and historically true. It actually makes Scripture more powerful and less vulnerable to nitpicking and arguing over minutia. While I'm not actually sure exactly what my little friend was looking at when he asked me, what if it's wrong? Most people who I've talked to about this problem of the Bible being right or wrong are primarily concerned with the implications of the historical facts being true or not. If the question is, what if Christianity is wrong? Or how do I know this Christian God is real? If that's what is at the heart of this, then it changes the direction of the whole conversation. And my answer to that is a little wonky, so bear with me. The only way to really understand the Christian faith is to ask God to show you what it's about. Jump in. Start going to a church for a while. Walk the walk and ask God to meet you there. Ask questions. Send them to me if you're not comfortable asking someone at your church. Have coffee with a trusted Christian minister. And trust me when I say we'll dive into any and all of your theological questions if you're buying the coffee. Read the Bible and ask God to illuminate it for you. Ask that Jesus would be revealed by the power of the Holy Spirit interacting with the ancient pages of Scripture. The way we know if Christianity is real is quite mystical. We cheapen it if we leave it to academia. We have to leave it to God, not people, to fill us in on its importance. Just like Scripture cannot be a revelation of God without the movement of the Holy Spirit, the Christian faith is meaningless without the movement of God's Spirit. Arguing people into believing Christianity is right or wrong doesn't help anything. It simply creates divisions between people, which is the opposite of the important Christian tenets of relationship and love. And besides, what do you have to lose? A few hours of sleep on Sunday morning? So I sincerely hope that this podcast prompts more questions than it pretends to answer, because really, that's what this journey is. It's a constant search for more. So keep asking questions. What other questions does this post pose for you? Are there other questions about Christianity, the Bible, or church that are just bugging you? Let's start a conversation. If you'd like to connect, uh, com comment, submit questions, or prayer requests, check out the website at www.charissaclarkhowe.com. You can get more info there, as well as show notes, sermon manuscripts, um, and on Facebook and Twitter, you can look me up. I am Pastor Carissa H. Until next time, may God bless you.